Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast. With Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Diversity on a Hill podcast. I hope you're all doing well. I like that, dude. Yeah. Nice, silky, smooth yeah, over a l- there. a little smooth. I mean, if I had your voice, it would really be silky smooth. <laughs> Sorry, not, not very white like here. A, so here's an, um, an embarrassing thing to, to say about my voice. So there have been several times where I've been on the phone mm-hmm. or at a drive through and I'll order something or I'll talk on the phone. So we'll just pick one. I was at the at, at a drive-through and I ordered something at Taco Bell, you know, I ordered my bean burrito. And um, the person said, "Anything else, ma'am?" Oh. Mm-hmm. I think that just slips out. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's your voice. No, it's my voice because it's happened like two or three times on the phone where I'm calling like my insurance company or credit card company. I'm like asking about something. They're like, "Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. What's your name?" <clears throat> My name is Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> that is PJ, and PJ. this is PK here with you. Um, and we're so glad you're, you're here with us on the Diversity on the Hill podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. We so, do. So reach out to us. Oh, I'm hitting the mic left and right. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Diversity on a hill at gmail.com. Diversity with the C. And um, you can also hit us up on our Instagram at Diversity on a Hill. Yeah. And we've been hearing from some people. I, there was, by the way, there was someone out there that worked for me at summer camp that said they had a draft of an email to send and we still haven't sent it. Where is it? Oh, why? I'm talking directly to you. You know who I'm talking about because <laughs> we had this conversation on the phone. Send the email already so I can tell Curcio what we need to do. Oh, man. Listen, why? Okay. If you listen to our podcast, you know, at the beginning, we start with our ground rules, like right off the bat. Right. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to feel any which way. What you share will only be shared if you give us permission to. And if you don't, we find a way to share it in a way that they will not know it was you who sent it. Yeah. So it so stays just anonymous. send it already. I want to say your name so badly. <laughs> no, don't do that to him. No, Come on. Don't do to him. So, so my point is, look, we'd love to hear from you. We, um, as we shared in our last episode, you know, we were we were thrilled to receive our first uh, five star review on Apple Podcasts. You know, and the person clearly stated, "We do not agree," or they do not agree with everything that is shared. Yeah, but. They enjoy the conversation and the fact that it makes them think. And that's really why we do what we do. Yep. So please don't hesitate to, to hit send. Don't be like like yeah. like they say. <laughs> Get it out of the draft, you. Yeah, like they say, don't press send. <laughs> no, in this case, feel free to press send. Uh, we love hearing from you and we love having a conversation based on what you are thinking. So we have an awesome episode for you today, I think. We are interviewing someone for a third party. It's more of an interview third party. Uh, Calvin Scott, a student at Southern Adventist University and a friend of ours. We are just going to ask him some questions and hopefully it's enjoyable. We enjoyed having a conversation with him. But before we get into that, uh, Curcio, this jersey you're wearing. Yes. It is an LA Galaxy jersey, but you did not know it was an LA Galaxy jersey. Is that true? 
Well, I knew it was an LA Galaxy jersey. I initially, when I received it, uh-huh. I didn't know what LA Galaxy was. Who did you receive it from? My sister. Okay. Does She's your sister awesome. your sister knows soccer? Yeah, yeah. My sister knows sports too. Do you know? Do you know sports? Of course. How did you not know what the LA Galaxy is when she said? Did you know it was a soccer jersey for an MLS team, or you had no idea? Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew. I knew. Okay. So, so let's put it this way. I knew what the jersey was. It was a soccer jersey, and I knew what team it was. Mm-hmm. But I that's as far as it went. I knew it was for MLS, but all I like the fact is it, it's comfortable, it's blue, and um, I can wear it with anything. So this led me to another revelation. Uh-oh. See, both <laughs> me and Curcio are <laughs> New York Yankees fans. Woo-woo. However, I realized that of the two of us, I am the only real fan. Oh, no, you did not just say that. I just said that. <laughs> and it started with someone saying, oh, an LA Galaxy thing. He's like, I don't even know anything about the Galaxy. I'm like, no, why no, are you? I don't know anything about soccer, but I, I don't know anybody on the Galaxy either. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so you know nothing. It's like, why are you wearing that then? Well, it was a gift. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then he's like, I have a Boston Red Sox what? It's a dry fit Nike uh, shirt, it, like a workout long sleeve shirt. And who gave that to you? My sister. Is your sister a Yankees fan? She is a Yankees fan. Yes, yes. So why would she do this to you? <laughs> well, my whole family. Okay, you got to understand the backdrop. Like my entire family mm-hmm. is Red Sox, everything, Patriots, everything, Celtics. You know, because my parents, when they, well, particularly my father, right? Because my mom doesn't care for sports. But when my dad moved here from the Dominican Republic. Um, he moved to New England, Rhode Island particularly. So how did you become a Yankees fan? Well, that's a great question. I was born in Manhattan, but I grew up in the Bronx. We lived two blocks away from Yankee Stadium. So my oh, dad, yeah. when he he would he worked on Wall Street, and um, he would get tickets to the Yankee games. Mm. And since it was so close, he would take me to the game for the love of the sport. Mm. But the problem he didn't realize was, since we were so close, we always got there uh, to be one of the first uh, fans. So we always got Yankee memorabilia. So I had Yankee ponchos, hats, gloves, lunchbox, you name it. I had it. So he didn't realize he was doing the Lord's work. That's it. Right, right. And you became a Yankees fan. That was it. So he wanted me to love baseball. Mm-hmm. And baseball, he he accomplished it because baseball is my one. And football, American football, is my 1A, right? So, so, so he accomplished the baseball part of it. He just failed at the fandom part of it so is your dad still a boston fan yes my whole family dude everybody who loves sports in my family on my dad's side Mm -hmm. is a is a boston everything patriots red sox you name it i hate it the only thing that's i have any composure right now is that this is the diversity on a hill podcast (laughs) and we are talking about tough subjects in a constructive way striving for unity this is the only thing that is stopping me from yelling at cursing right now because as a yankee fan we all know that boston is our arch nemesis and we cannot cheer for them (laughs) their losing is as good as us winning yeah that's true and i would never ever let a boston red sox article of clothing touch my body <laughs> all right in any purposeful way and he says he wears this shirt i wear the shirt to, okay listen i i don't wear the shirt uh, like to go out i wear the shirt to play Does, and to work but you wear it 
Yes. Traitor. It's a great shirt. Traitor. Oh, goodness. Traitor. So, so, so I am, of the two of us, the only true Yankee <laughs> fan. Okay. And that's the only thing I wanted to bring up. All right. All right. You know, you have your parameters for fandom. <laughs> <laughs> My loyalties, as I would call them. That's fair. You know, the scripture says you can't serve two masters. Well, how am I serving the Red You're Sox? You're wearing by, it. By wearing the shirt. You're wearing it. Not a lot of people see me with it on. Because it doesn't I w- matter. You're a stumbling block to someone. <laughs> I love it. Yes. This right. is what Diversity on the Hill is all about, guys. Yeah. We're so glad that we finally got an episode where we could actually address yeah. Yeah. this <laughs> fandom stuff. <laughs> the, this is where we truly disagree. All right. I just want to give you uh, uh, another, before we get into the conversation w- sure. with Calvin, uh, there is an update on the flight to nowhere. Did I give you this update already? No. I don't think we talked about it. Tell me about this. So it happened. It did? Yeah, it happened. And it was in Australia. They flew uh, around the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, and they flew at low altitudes. And they went in one of the planes that has bigger windows. And everyone who was on it said, oh, yeah, this was a good experience. It was fun. They got a a couple of trinkets and and, and, You think they were going to say otherwise after they paid so much money to ride? That was going to be my point. (laughs) What else are you going to say when you're that dumb? Okay, well, those are your words. I remember, I remember now. But, <laughs> but the idea is, look, I'm glad that they they were thoughtful enough mm-hmm. to get a plane that had bigger windows uh-huh. so they could see. And they flew at low altitude, right? Yeah, yeah. so they could get, see the land in, in a nice way. They flew over the Great Barrier Reef a couple times. And well, there you they go. were saying, we've never seen the Great Barrier Reef this way. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So tell us how you really feel, PJ. So you you got into a cramped seat and looked at it out a window. Fantastic. Oh, I've man. never seen it that way either. And I don't care to. <laughs> Unless. And, and wait, wait, wait. But, but, but look, you shared also in that episode mm-hmm. that when you're on a plane, you mm-hmm. like being in the aisle. Yeah. So how much are you really seeing from well, the aisle seat? Well, first off, I would never have been on that flight. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, of course. First off, never been on that flight. It's just... Um, they're showing some, some pictures of it. it. It looks nice. And of course, everyone's being positive about it. There is, now let me ask you this, what you think about this. There sure. are some people who are criticizing it because they are saying, why spend the emissions or the, the impact on the environment just to fly in a circle? What do you think about that? Well, they're, okay. What I think is people are always going to find something to criticize. Is there, do you find any validity to that? Well, Duh. I mean, it's like, what? it's like, okay, here's, here's another one. Mm-hmm. This is like, this is turning into a mini clickbait, but here's the idea. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Joe Buck, announcer for Fox. Okay? <laughs> oh yeah. I saw that. And Troy Aikman, right. In their conversation, yeah. they were mm-hmm. like, these flyovers are a waste of time. You know, the flyovers over the well, stadium. They said, uh, waste of time. During, during There's the, your taxpayers money at work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's a waste of money and time, right? Well, okay. I say waste of time as a cliche is how we use the cliche. But yeah. the idea is it's a waste of money and resources. It costs, I think they said an approximate 60 grand. Wow. For them to do flyovers. Who pays for that though? Is it the taxpayers or is it, does NFL pay for that? Or is that just something the, the military does as I, a as a favor uh, like a pro bono kind of thing yeah. I, I don't know who pays i'd like for to do it. a little research well, on that. yeah that'd be good because again if it's if it's the military that's doing it pro bono then yeah it is my money my tax paying money yeah i would have a problem that, with that right but if it isn't if it's the nfl who cares 
Yeah. Well, but it could be the 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 owners, yeah, who pay for it. And and if they want to spend it that way, that's fine. But, right. But still. But what about the environmental? Well, this is my this is what I'm getting at with all of this uh, fuss about global warming, right, mm. and everything that's taking place. Mm -hmm. Then the conversation is, why do you have flyovers? Most people don't even see them. Mm. Just the people in the stadium, and there's no one, almost and no one. There's in the nobody in the stadium. You don't come on, man. So, so yes, it's a valid argument, and you would expect someone to step up and say something at some point in time. So, kudos to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, who are not listening to this podcast. Yeah, thank you, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. You are American heroes. Um, <laughs> it, it got it got political at the end, so it's probably not going to have the impact that it should. Um, but it was an interesting concept of that. So anyways, I mean, I guess is it, you know what? Here's the thing. It's one plane. And I understand that that still has emissions in, in affecting the environment. But it's in place of the thousands and thousands of planes <laughs> that would normally be flying. Yeah. So yeah. isn't that a good trade-off? Like one plane over thousands of planes? And most of those planes fly only to get you to a place for touristy stuff. Or business uh, anyways yeah uh, okay if you want to look at it in that sense of impact like true environmental impact mm -hmm. then yeah what you're saying makes sense which it's is, only it's only two planes that are doing this in a, in a handful of people who are right um are they gonna do it again i don't know i i you know what i didn't read that to see if they were doing it again i think okay. they might be be trying it um again but right. hey they were they were happy in it and it's you know just like me when i buy something that i don't need of course i'm going to like it and and try to justify my interesting decision your purchase how, how about this i'll call their their decision to take this flight interesting it but I wanted to give us an update on that so you well, know well well wait, wait, hold on hold on cuz see see here's the challenge if mm -hmm. you're going to dub it interesting mm -hmm. the way that you'd say interesting interesting is going to make me think that anytime you respond in interesting fashion later on it's like that's dumb <laughs> because you know you got to clarify now how you're going to treat this moving forward well interesting has a lot of different dynamics and you're just going to have to read the situation <laughs> yeah that's a great way to cover we're getting it. we're getting to know each other yeah um, no, i love it so the atmosphere on board it says was positive joyful and exciting and that's what I want this podcast to be. Yes. Positive, right. joyful, and exciting. But it's free. And you can listen to it anytime. It doesn't affect the environment when you listen to it. I don't think very much, does it? I don't know. No. I'm sure know. someone will be like, well, they're listening to an iPhone that was created here and the emissions. Yeah. True, uh, true, true. I, I don't think your phone is emitting things right now. So anyways, our podcast is good for the environment and it's free. That's right. And it is not an interesting decision that's a nice one <laughs> and you get to be a part of it yeah every time that you write to us at diversity on a hill at gmail.com and that's diversity spelled with a c or if you reach us out uh reach out to us sorry not reach us out but reach out to us at instagram yeah diversity on a hill as well and you can see photos and we post when every friday when our newest episode comes out Yep, and now we're going to go ahead and transition after this uh, musical interlude to the moment you've been waiting for. Oh, I've been waiting for it. An interview with none other than Calvin Scott. Calvin Scott!
Welcome back to the Diversity on a Hill podcast. As we stated before, we've got someone with us for a third party session. His name is Calvin Scott. Oh, he brought his own sound effects, dude. Yeah. We got you covered like like Oh no, no, no that no, was no. y'all are rough. There we go. We're glad to have you, Calvin. Thanks for thanks for coming on to thanks the Diversity on a Hill podcast. We're excited about this. You know why? No. You're our first uh younger <laughs> like student aged like third person. Yes. Male. Yes. We've had a, we've had All a professor, we've had okay. a professor do a th- uh, third person with us. Yes. And she's been fantastic. She has. You're nice. a first student. I've been trying to get you for some time now. I'm you glad have, we finally connected. Exactly. Yeah. It worked out. So Calvin has to tell us where he's from, though. Yeah, Calvin, where are you let from? us know where you're from. Like, okay, oh, I know, man, I know that's kind a, of a hard. I, right. There was a there was a meme on this. Oh my word! It was like, where where are you from? Or like, where are you born? And uh, some other stuff. But that's how I'm feeling right now. Okay. Yeah. So I figured. A bunch of ways. I have that. I have that challenge too. So <laughs> so let me rephrase it. Okay. 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 Where were you born? Okay. And where did you grow up? And then we'll start where's there. your family yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. That, okay, that's kind of yeah. the Okay, I can, I can follow that. So I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Woo! ATO. There you um, go. I was raised in South Georgia, so Albany, Thomasville, near Tallahassee, Florida. Yeah. And then the family, most being in the Albany, Thomasville area. Uh-huh. But... Well, cool fact: My dad is from Jamaica. Okay. Wow! There yeah. you go. I like to throw Love that it. out there. Hey, That's listen, fine. you can you can have me over anytime for dumplings mm. and saltfish, mm. rice and peas, jerk chicken. Speaking of my language, come on now. Oh, right. sorry, it has yeah, to be I'm, jerk I'm veggie vegan. chicken. Yeah, please, for, we're on right. it for you guys. Please, I want right. to be able to eat as well. Well, you're <laughs> exactly. you're vegan, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I said I was like for me. He said jerk chicken. You're speaking my language. I was still on the rice and peas. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> hey, no, no, you know what? We can all enjoy sorrel. There we go. We can have some sorrel. There we go. All right. Nice. Well, hey, man, what we're here to do is we want to ask you some questions as, as a college student. All you right. are a college student, right? Where do you go to college? Correct. I attend Southern Adventist University. I am a sophomore. Mm-hmm. What do you study? Under the... Allied Health pre-physical therapy major. Oh, that's right. That is physical right. therapy. You're awesome. familiar with that one. I am. My wife is a physical there therapist. We We've had this conversation many yeah. times. Love it. Good. Um, and so we're just going to ask you some questions, basically based upon kind of what we do in this podcast is we talk about difficult subjects. We've been talking about race a lot lately. Okay. So I thought we might ask you some, some questions along that line. I think the first question I want to ask you as a college student, how do you see the atmosphere of your peers and your your friends and, and those around you when it comes to the racial tension right now? Uh, so right now, I will start by saying I believe Southern is a blessed campus um, where, yes, issues arise, uh, but as I've realized with all or, or a lot of universities or academies that are Christ-centered, um, responses to certain things aren't the same mm-hmm. as if uh, we were on a non-Christian or non-Christ-centered campus. Mm-hmm. So I'll start by saying that. And then with that being said, the atmosphere of my friends, mm-hmm. uh, just thinking back to today, 
where I spend most of my time on what we call the promenade. It's just uh, the long walkway that connects all of our all of our academic buildings. And in the center is the student center, and that's where everyone hangs out. Mm-hmm. And from lunch till, which is like 12, till about 3 or so, a little earlier, everyone is like, it's just booming with life. Um, even now during the coronavirus time? Even now oh, during nice. coronavirus time. Okay. Uh, it is amazing. It's, it's awesome. Um, it's also why, you know, I wanted to get back on campus so much mm-hmm. to have that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still very diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a cool thing about college in general that people come from all over the world. Um, and so just, yeah, blacks, whites, Asians, Hispanics, um, and then, you know, just more detailed after that into different ethnic groups, just chilling on the promenade, talking about school, what's like uh, who's procrastinated or stuff like that. Now, now we want to make sure that, that they know, even though they're hanging out at the promenade, I know you guys have uh, some COVID protocols that oh, you follow, sure, right? So sure. so we're just going to say that so people know they're not just it's a free for all. Right? Yeah, and, and we haven't had an outbreak at Southern because of the great job Correct. that the students have been doing. Actually, it's been very low, if you allow me to speak more on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, go cool. Just so real briefly, Southern does a great job and they let us know daily um the cases Mm -hmm. what the cases are so currently i think we're at one but total it's been around 29 30 cases and not all at the same time exactly which is awesome over this whole done a relative good job of containing it yeah so this bubble is actually working you would say it's working there you go good so so you say on campus there seems to be a nice good atmosphere as far as intermixing and, and, and and culturally wise I guess my follow-up question to that is how were your friends, I guess, reacted to what's in the news? Correct. Have you guys, is there, is there still now some of the stuff is, you know, a few months now in the past or, you know, but I'm wondering, is there still buzz about it? Or is there still conversations? And if so, what do those conversations feel like when we get into maybe something like the George Floyd thing or protests or, you know, division within races. I'm just curious as to how you guys are handling that amongst yourselves as far as conversations and Mm -hmm. what's being said. And is there an, I guess, are some of your friends being active in social justice or protesting and those kind of things? Right. So for sure, I have um, friends that are um, more active than others, Mm -hmm. uh, but the way in which they're active is mainly through media. Uh, So that's big on campus, uh, promoting your idea or whatnot on your story. Mm -hmm. And so there's a handful that come to my mind right now, actually, where constantly they're always either advocating for uh, children in Yemen, uh, all the issues going on in in Yemen um, with, I I guess, with uh, civil war and um, starvation. kids lives it's awful and then i have another friend um who we worked at we worked at camp together um and she is very vocal on the racial issues Uh, she's um even as stuff has kind of settled down she's yeah like a better word, very active Mm -hmm. in what she posts about i think i know who you're talking about yeah very active yeah (laughs) yeah we got it. We're on the same page. But as of 
the larger friend group. Uh, so the ones that I just hang out with on a day-to-day basis on the promenade, as I was saying, there's not much talk about it. So I'm not sure if we can go into is that good or bad kind of thing, but there's well, just Well, what not- do you feel? Do you think it's good or do you think it's bad? I, I definitely believe that it's healthy to talk about mm-hmm. things like that, um, especially in a, a diverse group so that, you know, we all see where we are and that we support each other. But, um, like a better word, I'm not complaining. I can see their response through our interactions, through okay. our interactions. Our interactions are uh, very positive. So that, that speaks volume. Now, do you think it's because they have so much to worry about with all the restrictions mm. at the school, plus classes, plus your classes are different? So there's so many layers to how crazy things <laughs> right. have been, right, uh, that they just aren't taking the time to focus on it? Or do you think that it's just one of those things that we'd rather not uh, create awkward moments within our hangout on the promenade? I would definitely say lean more on the the school. Adjusting to school in these times it has dominated uh, the thoughts. Right, I would assume so. Yeah. And that's why I said, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say good or bad thing that they're right. not, you right. know, not that there's anything wrong with your question, just for the record. Whatever. But <laughs> right, there's no I'm lies. just a f- so offended right now. <laughs> you and I have a, 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 another episode to talk about how offended you are. So <laughs> the idea is, um, it, yeah, I mean, there's so much going on right now that right. and so much flying through. I mean, even the way you guys are doing Vespers is so different, it right? Is. And that, honestly, that was a, a hot topic on campus. Like, oh, why are we having it in a tent and stuff like that? But praise the Lord, the University Church has finally opened its doors. Yeah, so 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 let me, let me I just got to highlight this because, see, people who don't know Calvin don't know this about him. Mm-hmm. The man is uberly talented. He's he, too he, talented. I mean, he's, he's disgustingly talented. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, like he's if an I was, athlete, I, he, yeah, that's what I was music, getting at. He's you know, smart. So he's great. I mean, he's he plays like the cajon amazingly. Can I walk out now? He, he plays the drums. You know, if I was him at that age, man, oh, I'd be man. An, I'd be an all star. You know, like he is. If I but, had half yeah, I'm, I'm the looks he had in, in college, come on now, man. there you come go. On, so, someone help me out here. <laughs> <laughs> we are helping you we out. We are helping no, 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 you no. out. Come on, we are helping come you on. out, Calvin. You're the man. That's it. That's oh, it. No, it's, it's it, just it. it just you know I, I I gotta give him a shout out because he was working with the youth department with Yield Praise. We don't have that going on right now due to the restrictions and what have you. And he was always somebody we could count on. Yeah. And um, he's involved. He loves the Lord. He's a great guy. And I just had to put that out there so they knew who we're dealing with here. And right. uh, and again, when he said camp, though, oh, 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 you're going to like this, PJ. When okay. he said camp, what camp was he talking about? Uh, uh, the Springs Youth Camp. Boom. 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 Is there another one? No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me check. Uh, I like it. No, no, I can't no, think of anything. No, there no. you go. So, so the idea is he's involved. And I think that's so awesome about... Calvin, so thank you again for taking the time to be here with us. Go ahead, And that's question. one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you um, about some of these subjects. And I might start throwing out, my, maybe my next step mm. is to just kind of throw out some buzzwords or some phrases and to see what kind of pops into your mind, right. what you think about these things. But before we get into that, you told us that you're from the Atlanta, born in the Atlanta area, South Georgia raised, right. the father birds. Jamaican, right. your mother, yeah. ethnicity or race? American, just Georgian. Okay. African American. African American. Yeah. So, Sweet. you are of a darker skin complexion. Correct. So that's I. Just, we just like since it's. Oh we, yeah, since it's verbal. It's verbal. We, we really want a visual side. See me. And we <laughs> we've just jumped in this conversation. So I've never had this conversation with right. you 
And so I have no idea what you're going to respond. Okay. So, but I, I, I just want to clear that out. So we don't think that I just want to ask you. So let's give him some buzzwords. All right. Black lives matter. What pops in your brain? Literally everything that's been broadcasted on the news. So I'm, I'm literally envisioning uh, just pictures of riots and um, the news and, you know, people speaking up with great intentions and yet the same outcome is happening. Mm. Okay, expand on that. Speaking with good intentions but the same outcomes, what does that mean? Oh, uh, so we might we might get a little spiritual real quick. No, go. So uh, I think, oh, yeah, this week is dorm, just building a foundation. This week is uh, dorm week of prayer. Okay. And the theme, probably not coincidentally, it was, you know, plan, is unity. Okay. And with that being said, I believe it was either two nights ago or one night ago, it was on love and what is a tangible definition of love mm -hmm. so the guy gave this definition it's um putting yourself at risk being yourself vulnerable or um basically meeting the needs of someone that you had no desire to love mm -hmm. or loving someone whether family member classmate teacher you name it loving that person despite your lack of desire to love them at all Mm. And and when we look at love, of course, we look at God. We look at Jesus. Mm. But uh, what I've been noticing in the news and whatnot, they support and they preach love, but not the person of love. And without focusing on that person who is Jesus, there will be no change mm -hmm. because it is only through Jesus, the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. in which change is produced in the heart. And many people lack that and so yes they're they're on the right track but without that solid foundation then we'll just keep ha it'll just be a cycle like it is sure so where does the cycle i guess cycle come from because what i'm hearing i want to make sure that i'm understanding this well because i what you said obviously i agree with 100 percent. okay obviously i'm a youth pastor so i better what? you know i better <laughs> agree with that i mean it's, it's a wonderful beautiful <laughs> statement <clears throat> but I want to understand it a, a, a little bit better because, okay. I mean, I think it was very interesting that you said talking a lot, but nothing changes. And mm -hmm. you got to the fact that things only change through Jesus Christ. Correct. And so when we you said that in terms of Black Lives Matter, so I guess I'm trying to connect the two as in what's your thought? Do you think like the term Black Lives Matter is a good term? Mm -hmm. I guess that first question, is that a good term? In your, yes. in your mind. Yes, I would okay. agree. Okay. Okay. And so what I'm almost, what I feel like I'm hearing is that they're using the term in a good way, mm -hmm. but nothing is changing because they're not um, focusing on Christ. Correct. So who's Correct. not focusing on Christ? The ones that are saying Black Lives Matter or the ones that are saying it too? Or I don't want to put words into your right, mouth. So I'm, right. I guess I was taking as a, a big picture yeah. kind of thing. Um, at this moment, I can't like whittle it down to what group is like, right? right well, focusing on Christ. Well, well, let me, kind of. I don't mean to interrupt. I just, I just want to help you, help you, because because I know it's hard when you're hearing is it good or bad, mm -hmm. right? And I know you're trying to filter through what would be good, what would be bad. I guess what PJ's trying to get across is just, in your opinion, how do you feel about it? Don't worry about 
you know, if somebody else is going to interpret it as good okay. or bad. Okay. So this is just, you know. I, I guess we want to know, yeah, how personally do you take these and how does it personally affect right, you? Right, right. Right. So don't yeah. worry about. In that case, okay, thank yeah. you. In that, no problem. So still same, um, going back on what I said before, mm -hmm. with that worldview, mm -hmm. uh, the Christian worldview, Jesus is my, my focus, mm -hmm. I am not as affected as I could be as those who are that are portrayed on TV. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not acting in a, you know, in an aggressive manner. So I find this interesting that you are connotating Black Lives Matter and one of the words you said was riot and then some, some negative negative comments. Mm -hmm. Is that where is that concept coming from? Is that from what you're seeing on TV? Right, is that's that from simply media based? Okay, simply right. So do you think the media? How do you think the media is portraying it then? There, <laughs> because there's two forms of media, and I, I feel like both right. sides are presenting it a little differently. The the main one, which I'm referring to, is um, presenting Black Lives Matter as more of a radical movement that is, um, uh, what's the word? Not irresponsible, but like uh, harmful or aggressive. So very negative connotations. Okay, so there's two. We've talked. We talked about Black Lives Matter in one of our podcasts, and we talked about the difference between the term and the organization. Okay. And the organization definitely has some values. We looked into that that exactly. don't necessarily jive exactly. with our world Christian worldview. Mm -hmm. But just the term in itself, we feel like is is a valuable term, right? And so I guess that's what we're. Is that the friction that you're feeling? Right. I'm. I guess I'm on the same line then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and, and if we if I if I share what was happening when you asked the question initially, like what he saw, what he thought when you gave him the buzzword Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. or the the phrase. Um, you know, Calvin closed his eyes and he started trying to really picture what what he's seeing. So when you ask the follow up question, it is I see where he says that the media, when when they portray and they talk about Black Lives Matter, what you see is a lot of the rioting, depending on what sources yeah, your, right. your on outlet the source. is, on right? The so so we get we get that, and and we did address that in our in our early on episode uh, about Black Lives Matter, how. You know, it can be taken and twisted in a whole lot of different ways. So we wanted to tell people what the organization was about. And even though as Seven Day Adventists, we didn't agree with everything that they were presenting, we did find value in the phrase. Because yes. right now, uh, the the group of people, if you want to use this analogy, that was on fire are the black lives. Yeah. Right? So that's kind of where, where all of that was coming from. Nice. And we get into the weeds also of, well, maybe that's another conversation. Another. I want to keep talking to Calvin here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm still here. Still. Yeah. So Calvin, what do you think when you hear the term, kind of the, not the opposite, but when, when someone says black lives matter, and then you might hear the term all lives matter. I just want your gut reaction. Yes. <laughs> okay. Gut reaction. All lives do matter. Um, but clearly there is a, there is a specific focus right mm -hmm. now and that is on black lives. Right. And so I think it's uh, respectful to, you know, kind of honor that. Really. Okay. Yeah. Do you find it, I guess, does it elicit an emotion in you when you hear that? For instance, as in, if I were saying, um, let's say know, if I was actually saying black lives matter and then someone approached me and they're like, no, 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 no all lives matter. Yes. What would my response be? Your your feelings, because I know you right. as a person, you'd be very kind. I mean, I've seen yes. you at work. I'm, I'm not <laughs> talking agree, about that. I'm talking We've about like that. what's coming in from the inside, the Calvin right. we don't see. 
Like that's grace quite the same. Like even right now, I'm not like stirred to anger, mm-hmm. but more of, you know, I want to get the point across that yes, I do understand that, but however, there is a focus. There is a main focus. Mm-hmm. So it's no, he's too, no real agitation. He's but. like you, Curse you. He's like so kind <laughs> that's and what, that's fun, what considerate. Like I'll, you two I'll, are some I'm of the nicest to, people I know. I, I wasn't gonna. Say. I wasn't going to say that he was like me. What I was going to say was you can tell that God reigns in his heart because that's what keeps him kind of grounded and centered. Yeah, Yeah, and thanks to you, I realize I need the grace of Jesus. We all do. That's not even where we're going. More than you, man, because I'm just like. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we just talked not too long ago about privilege. Okay. What pops into your head when you hear the word privilege? Hmm. So I'll keep it general, like certain groups of people benefiting or having more benefits throughout life than other groups of people. Okay. Yeah. White privilege. And then there's the specific. There's <laughs> 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 a specific group. All right. Now, what do you think of, of I guess, that term and, and the validity of it right. and the validity of, of, of privilege in general? So I'll, I'll make a, a disclaimer mm-hmm. in conversations like these that I have at home. Uh, <laughs> I'll just be blunt. Yeah. My mom does, you know, warn me not to be naive. So I will mm-hmm. admit that at times I do act naive. So with that being said, I will say that there are most likely or for sure there are, um, but they're probably in small groups um, groups of white people that you know, benefit or have more benefits in life mm-hmm. or more opportunity, so to speak, than said black people. Okay. Just not being naive. Right, not that's being what, naive. So, so right. what would you say to someone who said, well, maybe that's not necessarily white privilege. It's a different kind of privilege. Because, I mean, in all honesty, when we talked about it, we talked about different kinds of privilege. Mm-hmm. For instance, Calvin, you have a privilege. Of being young. Of being young, of having hair. But now, why'd you have to go to that I mean, one? That's not cool. <laughs> That's not cool. What you did there? I mean, I, look, I like right. what he did because because uh, it's kind of like Chris Tucker talking about you know I'm tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, Curso, you're third world ugly. Yeah, you know. So wow. <laughs> I was, I was like, wait, I was, wait, like, no, I was, I was gonna go with these young and handsome and, and like lighten the mood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean you're, you're calling I mean, me bald, dude. Yeah, not cool. Okay, no, you never mind. Listen. I'm not bald. I just have a really high forehead. There we go. Okay. <laughs> and so, no, I said Curcio. At no point in no, time did no, I say PJ. But you know, you don't have a problem. He, when he said bald, <laughs> is that no, you don't have that no problem? Emotion. No, no he said I have hair. <laughs> he didn't say anything about baldness. Uh, he said I have hair. A full head of hair or something. A beautiful right. forehead. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm trying to Implying, catch up with. Over here. Whatever. Yeah, it's definitely whatever. I'm not gonna lie. That's it's young, young, young punk. And he's a skateboarder. Just. I let me, border, right, sorry, let me ask border. you this. Do you feel like the church mm-hmm. uh, in general handles the race situation well? What do you feel about how the church handles it? So I don't know about church politics as in, you know, what's what's on like our Adventist websites or news or whatever. So I'm, I'm basically going off of what I see. I just want your in, raw feeling. The churches yeah. uh, that I attend here uh, in this area, uh, they are handling it very well. The message is the same. It's like I said, 
focused on Jesus, but with the intent of service. I will say that in a lot of sermons uh, that I've been hearing, it's it's more of serving your neighbor. And so I, I think they are indirectly trying to um, you get the church involved in said, you know, Black Lives Matter situation. All right. You have any questions, man? I'm, I've been dominating the questions. I no, you're you all right. Know. Listen, you're you, you, like, yeah, you you know where you're, you're trying to take. No, nah, I, exactly. I just have I want to I want to have a dialogue and in a conversation and, and and see if we can figure out what these young people are thinking right. these days, right? Because we we're, we're like groovy. And, yeah, and, and I have seen a different. I have seen a different reaction from certain young people. Some mm-hmm. certain young people have tended to stay more on the quiet side. Right. I like I said, I definitely yeah. have friends that are passionate. Yeah, and then there's the others that are passionate. Have you had conversations with the passionate people? Uh, not full-fledged conversations, but in seeing their posts, uh, I, I leave comments. I'm like, oh, great point, or, you know, thanks for sharing, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel like more people should be speaking up? I don't know. That would depend on how much change would come after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and, I, and I hear where he's coming from because... I don't know if, if this is kind of where Calvin is. I know when it, like the point where I'm getting to now is what someone shared with me and I don't have their permission to give their name. Right. But this is a concept that is rolling around in my mind as it pertains to all of these racial tensions. Right. True change starts to happen collectively when someone from outside of that group stands up and says this is wrong and calls it by its name so mm-hmm. their point is if we're talking about the fact that black lives matter black people saying it we expect you to say that mm-hmm. but yet in order for change to actually start taking place somebody prominent with influence has to stand up from another race and say hey this is wrong but we, we, we have do something we have this. seen that right I'm, I'm, i think we've seen it even for a while I wouldn't say maybe the masses. Well, th- well, this is my point. Like, mm-hmm. like their argument, the, the person who shared this with me, mm-hmm. their argument is it has to be prominent Caucasian men to stand up and say, call it point blank. This is relevant. You know, like this is wrong mm-hmm. and we need to do something about it. And that's when change happens. It's sure. not just going to happen when people are putting out statements, you know, and and kind of covering themselves by saying, well, I'm doing what's right. You actually need prominent people in prominent positions with platforms to do something about it. Where it's not from the expected group. You know, it's like a child who's. This is not a good example, but I'm going to share it anyway. <laughs> He's going to do it anyway. Yeah, right, yeah. right. <laughs> so this so is like a kid who's at a, at a candy store and wants to get, you know, every single type of candy, right? Yeah. And then you're just kind of like, uh, no, you know, you can't do that. But the kid is saying, but I want it, but I want it. You expect the kid to say that mm-hmm. in the candy store. So Yeah, I agree with you. So, not the best. Uh, no, not well, the best To analogy, build on that, I was but, thinking of this one, like yeah. two kids just arguing. But then you have the authority figure, like the parent or someone who comes in and what they say goes, you know what I'm right. saying? Right. Well, where I was coming yeah, from, okay. where I was coming from was not the person standing up. When I was giving my analogy, it was from the point that you expect a child right. in a candy store sure. to to do that oh, and okay. throw the tantrum. Mm-hmm. 
when you're talking about Black Lives Matter, if black people are the ones pushing the movement, it's expected to come from you. So that's what I'm saying. For them to get the support that they need for change to happen, the way that I understand Calvin, I, I probably missed it, but, you know, help me out here. Mm-hmm. But, but like, help clear it up if, if I'm missing the mark here. But what he's saying is you hear it, you see it, but it doesn't change. Well, you hear it and you see it, and until you hear it and see it from another prominent race, change is not going to happen the way we would expect to see it. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. Let me uh, get more on a personal level. Okay. Have you experienced racism in your life? I've been faced with that question a few times in my life. And every time (laughs) I come to the same conclusion of no. Okay. I have not. But... um, yeah, just to know. Interesting. And so, yeah, and, and I, I kind of see that in your worldview. That's why I ask a little bit. Uh, there's always a positivity and, and kind of right. a, an inclusivity. Right. Uh, and I've never seen bitterness in you at all or kind of a, a cynical side. Um, I'm sure it's in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. I'm going to find it one of these it days. Is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it exists, but maybe not in it this exi- topic, right? Or this this time, because now you know, we grow, me, we grow. So, so. I, I'm assuming. How about your family? Uh, I'd say that'd be easier to to say yes to. I'm trying to remember if they've shared any specific experiences, and I cannot think of any right now. But based on, you know, based on their, their reactions to yeah. what's going on and my training, how they raised mm-hmm. me, I can definitely attest that they've probably experienced racism. So explain that to me a little bit. What, what do you mean by the training and the way they right. raised you? So obviously your mom's saying, don't be naive. That's cool exactly, one of the right. ways. That's, but is there, a hint of it. Yeah, is there deeper it. ways that they've kind of said, here's some things? I don't know. It's just, just, uh, an alertness call okay. you know a call to uh, be aware of the the social behaviors okay and that i encounter every day and to you know not take it too lightly or take it personally but see mm. oh that's the issue that's what they were telling me telling me about you know what i'm saying okay now i know that when i was in high school and college um a lot of dumb things were said <laughs> and and well. so probably the closest that I personally felt to racism was from my own friends just saying dumb things. And I, I, I didn't think I was experiencing racism. Um, however, th- racist things were said. Right. Yeah. Some would argue is racist. Do you, do you think that is? From my college brain <laughs> and in my, like in my youth. No, I do not. <laughs> okay. And, and that's, that's an interesting concept because I personally know that so I've told the story of, of a church member once said something against Puerto Ricans mm-hmm. and Puerto Rico. And I was like, but he said it straight to me. Mm-hmm. He wasn't hiding it. And I didn't take it as racism. I just took it as, okay, whatever. Yeah. I didn't take it personally. I didn't, so I, didn't, I don't feel like I personally experienced racism. He right. just said something that came across as racist. Right. And so that's kind of the, the, the impression I'm, I'm getting from you. I when don't know. You, Is there, yeah, like, did you guys discuss like that? 
the gray line between like jokes and well, yeah. not to this person specifically because this was a couple years ago. I was oh, a pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a, and it was it was a political statement, and I was just like, <laughs> well, okay, we're not going to get into this. Yeah, but exactly. I I knew he knew me, and we had a good relationship. So I, but the relationship wasn't quite that good where I could be like, hey, you know what you just said? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, if it was right, one of my right. friends, I'd tell them, yeah. But even in my friends, I don't. But I tend to be that way. I, I tend not what, to take what things personally. Right, I don't. Right. I don't. My default isn't to take a comment as racist, even if it is, unless it's like I know it is. If it's like whatever, I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm not going to take right. that personally. We'll explore it more if you're my friend, or I feel like there's a misunderstanding there. But my default isn't you're a racist because you said that. Right, and right. again, that that takes us back to our other episode when we were talking about microaggressions yeah right and then it was like the people who were searching for for people who are kind of on the sly uh sharing their perspectives that are sometimes racist you know so it, again the three of us seem to to fall in the same uh spectrum as it pertains to yeah i was really hoping you'd give me a little more juice i know here, but, man. but i think we're you know we're kind of a biased group why are we a biased group? Well, biased in the sense of we have the same worldview. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and that comes from our biblical worldview. Exactly. Of centered in Christ. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, any thoughts uh, from you on any of these subjects? I mean, what, you know, I, I guess I want to kind of glean any kind of wisdom that you might right. have, any kind of closing things you'd like for us to know about you, about the subject, or, I mean, I feel like... Y you straight away went into the uh, to the the point of, of the gospel, right. which is fantastic. Right. So, so I got I got something you can share with in closing. Yeah, if that's all right. Yeah, go ahead. So, how do you, as a college student right now, feed your spiritual life to survive in these wild times that could probably help other college students? Fantastic. Uh, key thing: devotions. Uh, so I notice you have the uh, Cahuta Springs Journal. Cahuta Springs Youth Camp. What? What? I'm a company man. Has a different color <laughs> every year, so that's an incentive. And I still have the red back from my year working there, and that's what I use. That's what I use in my devotions, or just a journal, or you know, write out my thoughts and stay connected to God. Uh, and so that that's the ultimate tip: stay close to Him through prayer through life groups i know southern does a great job they offer a lot of opportunities to encourage each other as youth to check everything to the word of god um and allow you know what god says to um, govern or influence your actions your response you know stuff like that awesome see that calvin's yeah. a great guy Oh man! Praise the Lord. Both of you guys are way too nice. Oh gosh, <laughs> oh, PJ, and I mean that in the best way. <laughs> yeah, we me. know you do. You are convicting me of my need of of even more. I just Jesus. had the image of next podcast would be like some some rough guy or whatever. <laughs> I'm, no. I'm trying to find someone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Here, here's a tip. 
out of Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee? Okay. Uh, Tennessee's I get, I the think, Holy Land? Uh, no, I think he's no, saying no. out of college there. <laughs> right, is what he's saying. We got to go out outside of the, of the Adventist bubble. Right. No. 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 <laughs> we are not perfect, okay? No, 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 no. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is because of the... I think he's coming from the fact that we have a similar worldview. Mm. But, but it, here's the thing. I know the, there... I know there are young people who have a different worldview within our church. That's okay. Agreed. Okay. Because Agreed. we even talked about right. some people who are very I, I vocal just about am not it. not one of them. Right. <laughs> gotcha. Right, right. Oh, that's all God, right. Gotcha. I'm so glad we were able to get Calvin on, though. Yeah, honestly. Calvin, it is I, this is a privilege. Hey, by it's the way, really have cool. you ever heard our podcast? I haven't. And this is my, like, my, is this my first podcast? I really think it is. Wait a second. Oh. You've never heard our podcast. How, how dare you? No, 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 that's not the point. Yeah, that is the point. Oh, no, the point is that's the point I was making. <laughs> We're having you on this podcast, but you've never listened to it. But you know what? Mm. This is his first podcast yeah. participating. <laughs> have you ever listened to a podcast ever? Period. Okay, yes, I have. Oh, but not ours. <laughs> I just I know the name uh, sorry, of it. It's diversity oh, there you go. on a hill. Right there, I you learned go. that on my way in. with a C. With a C, diversity Ooh, on I a hill. How you like Clever. it? Clever. Yeah, we're referencing yeah. the Bible. That's the Bible right. Text. So we should have a new listener this week because he likes to listen to himself. You'll see that, that follower number go up by one. There you go. There's the Listen to some wanted. older ones before you listen to this so okay, everyone doesn't okay. think, oh, he's only listening to hear himself. Right, right, right. right, right. Disclaimer, I am not going to do that. Okay, good, good. <laughs> right, but uh, yeah, Again, Calvin, thank you so much for joining us. Let me pray for you. Absolutely. Let's do that real quick. So, loving Lord, thank you so much again for this time with Calvin. And uh, what a blessing it is to find young people who want to stay connected with you. Mm. And um, I just ask you continue to give him wisdom, give him health, give him strength, give him the ability to uh, to let your light shine through him uh, wherever he goes and whatever he does. And Lord, I know there are other students that are listening and other um listeners that i just want to pray over as well and ask you to bless them and keep them too thank you that they have been journeying with us so far mm -hmm. and i just ask that you may uh, touch their hearts as well and grant them peace and grab uh, give them hope understanding that no matter how crazy this world is you are still in control so thank you for your love we love you in jesus name amen amen this has been the diversity on a hill podcast grace in peace this is pj and i'm out pk here Many blessings. Till next time. And Calvin Scott signing out. I'm going to follow them right now. And you are too. Woo! If you haven't already. There we go.